Welcome to The Code, your guide to health and human performance. I'm your host, Dr. Andrew Fix from Physio Room, a performance-based rehab facility here in Denver. On this podcast, we're going to explore the key areas of your life that impact your overall health and wellness, from sleep hygiene and stress management to nutrition, movement, relationships, and more. We bring you conversations with industry experts and top performers to share strategies they have for cracking the code on health and human performance. Now let's get to today's show. What's going on, guys? Dr. Andrew Fix back here for another episode on The Code. I'm super excited to be talking to you guys this morning. Well, morning for me as of the recording of this, but um, whatever time you're listening to this, really appreciate you tuning in to uh, spend spend some time with us here on The Code Podcast. But um, today we're going to get into a, a relatively simple topic, I think, for people that are familiar with exercise, familiar with weight loss, familiar with you know having a, a fitness journey. But um, but maybe not a term that everybody's familiar with, and that is called NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Okay, and uh, without further ado, let's just let's just get into it. Right, um, we're going to define a couple terms here uh, at the beginning of this for you guys to make sure that we're all on the same page and um, explain what we're talking about. So this episode, as I just said, is about NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And what that is, is that is basically all of the activity that happens in our day and the energy that is expended doing so, so the calories burned, doing things that are not sleeping, just being, like living, eating, and planned exercise, right? So for example, think about like, you know, any time that you spend walking around your office, like from your desk to the restroom or walking around the grocery store, um, you know, walking from your car into the office or into the grocery store, right? These are things that are not necessarily structured exercise in your day. They're more than just you laying on the couch, just being and living. And uh, of course, you're not sleeping when you're doing these things. And then we categorize eating separately. So to make sure we get some terms out of the way. So the energy that it takes for us to just be who we are and live is called your BMR, your basal metabolic rate. And that basically means for, you know, for a given person based off of their size, their height, their weight, their age, um, and their metabolism, how much energy, how many calories does it take to just sustain that level of living, right? And everybody has a different one. Um, and then we've got our thermic effect of food. That's TEF. That is basically the energy that is burned through the eating and the digesting and absorbing process of you eating food, right? So of course, when we eat food, it does take, take some energy for us to chew that, break it down, cut it, like do all the things that we need to do. And then for our body to digest and absorb those things. So that again, is called the thermic effect of food. And that's categorized separately than the NEAT acronym that we used before. And then if you factor in your basal metabolic rate, the thermic effect of food, the uh, the neat activity that you're doing, and then any planned exercise, like all of the calories that you burn in a given day, that adds up to a, a variable or a number that we call the TDEE, total daily energy expenditure. Okay. And that's a particularly important number to know your total daily energy expenditure for somebody who is interested in gaining weight or losing weight, because 
that's basically the number that you need to know if we want to talk about this from like a calories in, calories out standpoint, which of course there are, there's a little bit more that goes into it than that to live a very healthy life. But when we are talking about gaining and losing weight, calories that you put in, calories worth, uh, that you expend or that you utilize just being who you are, that total daily energy expenditure is quite important. So um, generally speaking, eating more than that, you're going to slowly or quickly gain weight depending on how much you're above and eating less than that number. Generally speaking, you're going to lose weight, um, assuming that the rest of your body processes are working well. Um, there, you know, of course there are times when people are really minimally eating and they're not necessarily losing weight because their body is going into sort of like a starvation mode and it's trying to hold on to everything. So, um, but let's talk about non-exercise activity thermogenesis a little bit and why I wanted to do a podcast episode on that. So first of all, this is a super simple way to cheat activity into your day and by cheating activity into your day, you can increase the amount of calories that you burn, the amount of activity that you get, and um, and more than likely make your body feel better, make your weight management process be a little bit easier for yourself, and um, and just get more activity in your day. One thing that we have seen over the past handful of years here in uh, in the United States, especially, but probably in just industrialized places, with uh, with the coronavirus pandemic that happened and everything, is as a whole, our nation's activity level went down, right? And, you know, I don't know if I could confidently sit here and tell you that mine went down. I tried really hard to maintain my um, my exercise routine, even when things were shut down a few years ago, but it definitely looked different. It looked a lot more like going for walks than going to the gym. And it looked like doing exercise around our apartment uh, for my wife and I than, uh, than going to the gym, right? But we tried really hard to maintain our uh, our activity level as best that we could. And something else that we saw, I remember seeing a statistic that approximately uh, 29 pounds was the average weight gain for people. Um, I forget when that stat came out, but it was like a year or a year and a half into the coronavirus pandemic that the average weight gain in America was 29 pounds. And I think a lot of that has to do with lack of activity particularly probably this this neat number, um, because even if people were trying to maintain their exercise and doing exercise around their their home, their apartment, their driveway, like whatever that looks like, we we weren't getting the same activity throughout the rest of our day that we're accustomed to. People that were used to going to the office now were potentially going from their bed to their bathroom in their house, to their kitchen, to their office or or kitchen table or couch or wherever they were working on their computer or phone. And if that's all that you do, imagine how few steps and like how few um, minutes of activity you get throughout your day in between those things. Whereas normally it might take somebody multiple minutes to walk from their car to their office. Maybe they take the stairs at their office building instead of the elevator or escalator. Walking from their desk to the restroom might take a moment or 30 seconds or something. Well, in our house, it just doesn't take that. Unless you live in some enormous mansion, you're not getting a lot of activity walking from one room of your house to the next. And if you take a body or an individual that's used to doing those things, and then you take that away, but you continue eating the same, well, all of a sudden now you're taking in the same amount of energy, but you're expending much less. And then for a lot of people, 
we were unable to go to the gyms or or have access to the amount of resistance that many of us would use for resistance training. So maybe you were still exercising, but maybe you're doing that with less weight, for example. And over time, you know, if people, especially if if it was somebody who continued to not go to the gym even after they were opened with uh, with mask wear and everything, of course, um, you know, it's quite plausible to expect that people would lose some muscle during that situation if you're not continuing to do what we call progressive overload and continuing to push your body, you're going to plateau, you're going to eventually start to see that curve of improvement decline. And um, well, what we know is if you lose lean muscle mass, then your body's natural metabolic rate will go down. And if we don't change our eating habits in response to that, well, then it's it's not surprising that we see some weight gain, particularly in the in the style that we don't want. Because, you know, there are people out there, myself included right now, who are trying to gain weight and build muscle by eating more, lifting heavier, making sure we're eating adequate protein. Um, and as of early March recording this, that that's exactly what I'm trying to do, because um, most of my goals are strength related at this moment in time. But um, but I think this this acronym, N-E-A-T, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, just you know, just wanted to say that again, is particularly important, whether it's for our mental well-being, because we're just getting more activity throughout the day. Maybe that's a short walk around around your block or around your street. Man, if the sun's out, it's an easy way to just get a little additional sunlight on your skin, in your eyes, feel the benefits of that from a mental, physical, and emotional standpoint. Sunlight actually can help our circadian rhythm as well. And one of the simplest things you can do to improve your ability to sleep at night is actually get a little sunlight in the morning, particularly not staring at the sun, but getting some, some rays of sunlight in your eyes. Um, that might even involve like looking at the sun, but having your eyes closed. Cause of course we don't want you to do that if it's painful or if you are, you know, causing, causing harm to your eyes, but getting some sunlight in our eyes, nonetheless can actually help us sleep at night. And we all know how beneficial sleep is. And there's a couple episodes on this podcast where we, uh, where we talk about those things. Um, so tune into one of those. If you, if you, uh, want to know more what's going on code listeners, Dr. Andrew fix here. And I want to tell you about our friends at element element makes a tasty electrolyte drink with everything that you need and nothing that you don't. That means the science backed electrolyte ratio of sodium, potassium, and magnesium, and none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. And that's why I use it. I've been taking Element for two years now, and I absolutely love the stuff, and I wouldn't want to exercise without it. For all of you code listeners and friends of Physio Room, Element's offered a special to you guys, and I want you to take advantage of it. Go ahead and visit drinkelement.com slash physioroom. That's drinklmnt.com slash physioroom to receive that special offer. You're going to get a free variety pack with any purchase that you place, and I can't wait to hear what you guys think about it. Thanks so much. What I want to give you guys and why this topic came up is because I was doing some work here on the computer and whatnot over the, the weekend. And I tried to, I don't know, spice up might not be the right word, but I tried to introduce a little bit of variety of activity into my weekend routine when I know I'm going to be doing a lot of things on the computer. Um, <clears throat> having a Being fortunate to have a job or a career where I'm not just sitting still all the time. I'm not on a computer 
all the time. Uh, I feel fortunate, but it makes it very um, challenging for me to do spend a lot of time at the computer. Like on a weekend, I get bored and antsy and uh, fidgety very quickly. And um, I need to get up and move from my chair, whether that's because I'm getting uncomfortable, like my body's getting uncomfortable, or just my mind is getting uncomfortable and I'm I'm having a hard time staying there. So um, what I try to do is I try to sprinkle in a little bit of non-exercise activity into my routine. And for example, one of the ways that I was doing that this weekend was I had several different tasks that I had to do on the computer. I had emails that I needed to read and respond to and other ones that I needed to send. I had notes, clinical notes and documentation for clients and patients that I needed to complete. And then I had some other like miscellaneous odd and end things that that I needed to do on the computer. And then I had some things I wanted to do. I wanted to read a chapter or two of a book that I'm going through right now. And um, so what I decided to do was just tackle one of those categories of activities at a time. So I sat down at my computer. I did the notes for uh, for my clients. And then when I finished the notes, which took me like 30, 45 minutes, I got up and I went and walked around our block outside, which takes about 10, we'll call it 15 minutes to walk around the block. And then I refilled my water bottle, came back upstairs on the computer and then I hammered out the the emails and things that I needed to do. That took me 30 minutes. Okay, so then I didn't get up and go walk around the block, but I got up, used the restroom, went downstairs in our house, ate a little lunch, came back upstairs and just like moved around after I did that task. Then I tackled the other miscellaneous like schedule related things that I had to do. And then again, got up, walked around and then and then I read the the book that I wanted to read. And then wouldn't you know it, got up, went for another walk outside. It was a little windy, but it was sunny. It was kind of nice outside. Uh, put a jacket on and it was okay. So what I basically did was I tried to break up the different work-related things that I had to do with a small amount of activity. And that could be as simple as what we call a movement snack. For every 30 minutes of sitting at the computer, we want you to get up and move whatever that looks like for about two minutes. That could look like going to the restroom and um, and walking to and from, that could look like just literally standing up from your computer or from your desk and moving around a little bit, doing some air squats, doing some leg swings, kind of doing some trunk rotations, just things to get your joints and your tissues moving. That burns calories, right? That That gets your heart rate up just a tiny bit. That gets your metabolism and your body and your blood flow going just a little bit. And doing that numerous times throughout the day can only be beneficial for us, right? From a joint standpoint, from a muscle and fascial standpoint, from a cardiovascular standpoint and neurological system, like you name it, right? Um, You know, it's not surprising when we think about how our body works, why, you know, people's ankles and legs might be swollen from sitting at their desk all day, because we're not getting our circulatory system revved up at all, which is going to help our lymphatic system flush and drain some of that fluid on there. And we're not getting our muscles pumping. So speaking of which, as I'm recording this podcast, not to go off on too far of a tangent here, but I'm noticing that I'm finding myself tapping my feet, right? And I tend to be just a little bit of a busy body anyways. I struggle sitting still, but there's even some benefits in terms of neat to even tapping your feet, right? Because if I keep my foot bouncing, I'm engaging the muscles of my calf and my foot doing that throughout the day, though it's extremely small, 
does burn a little bit of calories, but more, more beneficially, what it does is it keeps my blood flow going and just using those muscles in my calves. There's actually a study or two out there that talks about the blood sugar effects and the positive blood sugar effects on like lowering our blood sugar that even just fidgeting and bouncing your foot throughout the day can do if you do that enough. So, you know, one of the simplest things, again, that you can do to just sprinkle in some non-specific exercise, but activity into your day is just get moving more, no matter what that looks like. Walking around in between little breaks at your computer or for your job, walking around instead of sitting while you're listening to a podcast or you're on the phone. Um, and then one of my favorites is parking farther away, wherever wherever you need to go, when you need to go to the grocery store, when you need to go to work, or when you need to go wherever, even if you're going to say a friend's house or a family member's house, you could park right in front of their home. You could park down the street, right? That might seem a little bit weird, but um, but if the mindset or the reasoning behind you doing that is just, hey, I just want to, I didn't get to move a lot today. I want to walk a little bit more. So I'm going to walk a block or a half of a block to their house instead of parking in their driveway and walking right to the couch in their living room. So I just wanted to basically hop on here and get you guys thinking a little bit about that. Um, I know we've talked a little bit about nutrition on this podcast and, and we'll continue to talk more, whether it's in a solo episode or it's in uh, one of our great interviews. But we haven't had an opportunity yet to really dive into non-exercise activity thermogenesis and what that could mean in terms of your how your body feels and how your weight management is and everything like that. So if this episode brings up questions, please feel free to reach out to me. All my information is in the show notes. All of our information is in the show notes for uh, for Physio Room. And I would love to have a further conversation with, with you guys on this stuff. And um, again, if you've been listening to our show here, the code, one, can't thank you enough. And two, it would be amazing if you would be able to share that with other people. We have a goal of trying to get to 200 five-star reviews on this podcast, no matter which platform you're listening to. It would be awesome if you could hop on to the bottom of that, leave us a review, rate this show, and um, and share some of the things that you like about it so that we can keep those things coming to you guys. And then if you have questions, please ask those as well so that we can get topics and uh episodes out on those topics that you guys are really, really interested to hear about. Again, for all you guys that listen, thank you. My name is Dr. Andrew Fix with Physio Room, and this is The Code. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye-bye.